There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Welcome back to Locatora Radio. Thanks for tuning in. As always, we are keeping Brown Girl Hour. So this podcast is for brown girls by brown girls. And today we're going to talk about internet womanism and online brujería, something that brought Mala and I both together. Mm -hmm. So she's going to introduce that topic to y'all. So Mala, do you want to go ahead and do that? Yeah, thank you. So uh, our idea for today's um, capítulo, our second episode, I think really came from like our own individual experiences with the internet, with connecting with other mujeres um, online, and with connecting with women who are practicing like their own native indigenous, Afro-indigenous spirituality or brujería or consciousness. Yes. And so we wanted to take this time on this episode, on this capítulo, to kind of talk about the intersections, about being a feminist, being a womanist, being a mujer, and also having our own roots, our own spiritual roots, our own indigenous practices or fragments of indigenous practices and spirituality. And so what we're going to do today is talk about our own, you know, Diosa and I, our own individual experiences and connections with brujería, 
what brujeria means to each of us, but then also talking about our favorite brujas brujas our favorite instagram twitter brujas yes and that's and and the reason why we bring up instagram and twitter and also um i mean any other online you know platform platform where women come together and can freely share and talk to each other and share you know our practices our pain our history all that stuff and tumblr as well because that's where i see all these mujeres converging yes and creating and sharing Mm -hmm. it's all online there's a coven there's a coven brujas on social media absolutely and i think that you know everybody can fit into that coven in their own way yes and the we're going to get into our faves later, but all the the people that, that we love, I think, contribute differently, you know, and they yes. add something unique yes. to that coven, to this online brujeria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about that later. Um, so to get started, we're going to share, um, mm-hmm. like Mala said, our own experiences with brujeria or our own spiritual practices. So do you want to get started? Yeah. Do you want to share a little bit? We can just have yeah, a conversation Yeah, we can just have a conversation. Yeah. I mean, for me, you know, I'm a third generation Mexican-American, a third generation Chicana. My mom is from L.A. Um, my grandmother is from Mexico. My dad and his mother and his whole side of the family are all from Bakersfield, California, right? But each of us have retained on some level some semblance of of indigenous or afro-indigenous spirituality coming from mexico right right and i have memories of being very young and like my grandmother for example who's from jalisco um she leaves candles right burning like all night you know for a couple of days until they burn out on their own and that's very intentional you know there's always velas in the house constantly Mm -hmm. and then on my father's side of the family when we were born, each of us, my siblings and I, my dad, he and his family, what they do is they save the umbilical cords from the newborn babies. And my dad buried all of our umbilical cords under a tree in the back of the mm-hmm. house, in the backyard. And the intention behind that is is to, you know, ground your child, mm-hmm. like literally, like in the earth in the tierra, but also to encourage your child to always come home, to find their way back home, whatever home is, you know, maybe not to that physical location, but back to family, back to community. And for me, I think that's so special. Like, that's so beautiful that, you know, like anybody could have a birthday party, but to have a parent intentionally, right, try and connect you back with the earth and, and on a spiritual level, connect you back with your family, I think is so great. And then my dad, the other thing that he did for us is he gave us all a one-week birthday party. Mm. And so I I don't know what exactly the roots of that are. That could be considered just superstition, right? Because back in the day, like, a lot of babies didn't live. Right. Right? There was a lot of infant mortality, especially Mm -hmm. if you think about, like, my dad comes from a very, very low-income, like, farm worker background in Bakersfield, California. Okay. So in that context where you have a lot of poor farm workers, um, poor Mexicans, poor Mexican-Americans, poor Latinos, poor Filipinos, right, working in the fields and not having access to health care, being exposed to pesticides. Mm-hmm. You see, you saw back in the day a lot of infant mortality that children were not living past a week, past two weeks. Right. So for us, we came out of that kind of tradition, so we all got a one-week birthday party. 
So for me, I feel like there's, there's certain aspects of growing up where you could call that activity or that behavior a superstition. Right. Or you can look at that superstition and say, actually, this is something that maybe is deeply connected to an ancestor and ancestral knowledge and tradition. So I like to believe that the things that my father and that my grandmother, my mother have done for us are not just born out of thin air, Mm. but that they come from a specific like indigenous, you know, place in history. And like on my dad's side, we're Yaqui and Tarumara Indians, Mm -hmm. you know, from the North. And I just, I just have to believe that that has not all been erased, that it's still there, that we still carry all of that with us, all that energy and that power. So for me, like I have taken those examples that my parents and my grandparents have given me and I kind of ran with it Mm -hmm. and I wanted to learn more. Mm -hmm. So for me, brujeria has a lot to do with taking those fragments that we've been left with, you know, post-colonization, post-genocide post-migration and displacement and taking those fragments and trying to make them whole again or piece them together. Mm -hmm. And I've been able to do a lot of that online and connecting with other Latinas, other women of color, other um, people from an indigenous background who are living their indigenous or Afro-indigenous spirituality today in 2016. Right. That's really beautiful. I like what you said about... um, stuff that, or practices that may be seen as superstitious. Right. Um, but really believing and knowing that there is a connection, there's a historical connection. And I feel like my exposure to any type of indigenous practices or ancestral um, practices that have been passed down, I always uh, connected them with a type of superstition growing up. And I didn't really, I didn't realize until now as an adult and now that I'm in my own um, consciousness of what brujeria is and what um, indigenous practices are, um, now I can see it differently, you Mm -hmm. know. And for me, you know, what you said about your grandmother um, leaving velas on all night for days, Mm -hmm. right? Um, My dad would do the same thing. And I think my exposure to any type of spiritual practices was definitely on my Peruvian side, so on my dad's side. Um, I know he probably wouldn't like that I share this, but he like has his own bruja, you know, that he visits and it's very, right. is very low key about it because that's not something that we, that he maybe, cause he considers himself to be very Catholic or very religious, that okay. type of like traditional, um, organized religion. Right. But I'm, I'm like, okay, well there's something there. If you, you feel like the need to, to seek out something outside of the church and a healer, that's a woman outside of the church. Right. So there's definitely something there. Um, So my exposure was also uh, him leaving velitas on for days. Mm -hmm. You know, he would put them in the bowl. So in Uh case it falls, you know, there's water. So he would put it in a bowl of water. and Very intentional. Very intentional. Um, And they would burn for days. Um, So, yeah, definitely like velitas, using sage, um, any type of uh, like limpias with with huevo. Mm -hmm. You know, my grandmother would practice that with her children, like to protect from the, and cure you from the mal de ojo. Yes. You know, that was something that, a conversation that was always had with me. Mm -hmm. Um, My father, his like mantra for, for my entire life is trust nobody. And it's so funny because my dad has a really thick uh, accent when he speaks English, but <laughs> and he doesn't say like no confias en nadie. It's trust nobody. Like it, those, <laughs> that is, those exact words that like, in English, trust nobody. And when I'm leaving, he goes, 
ya sabes que te dije and I'm like sí papi trust nobody you know and so I, I already know what he's getting at and it's and that's like you know his way of like protecting yeah. me and being like remember like all these things that I've taught you like you can't trust anybody so I think for me it's really I think it's a really interesting place that um that are a connection that I have with any type of brujería or ancestral knowledge is through my father mm-hmm. um but then the women and femmes that I've conjured with obviously are women and femme centered brujas mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but my connection to any type of spiritual spirituality outside of like the religious norm is through my father right so i think that that is really that's a really interesting connection that i didn't really think about until now now right. that i'm like having this <laughs> <Right> conversation <now. laughs> with you i'm like oh that's interesting because you know my mom she um she was born in mexico um but pretty much grew up here Um, and I don't think she has, that she's aware of, doesn't have any type of connection mm-hmm. um, or doesn't practice any type of um, indigenous spirituality or mm-hmm. any type of, you know, that happens. Yeah, you know, like happens. you said, those fragments, um, we definitely practice in the in what we can remember, what we can gather through people that we know, through what we learn. And yeah. it's, a lot of it is in fragments, right? Um, so that's, you know, she respects any type of practices that I do um, and she respects that she asks questions. So it's an interesting exchange that my mother and I have where she doesn't necessarily um, teach me per se, um, but we're, we're both learning together in a way. So yeah. that's really nice. That's um, nice. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's really nice. And she has questions. You know, when she sees my altar, she's like, so what is that? What are you doing? And what's going on what's over going here? What's going on over here? Like, and she'll just like randomly walk by. When she sees me lighting a velita, she'll be like, okay, bruja, you know? So it's like, it's kind of a joke, but it's kind of serious at the same time, you know? So she gets it and mm-hmm. it's nice that she can respect it, even though she may not understand it or connect to it completely, but yeah. she gets it. That's great. And I am so interested in what you just said about you know, your father as a, as a man, right. Mm -hmm. And as a man of color, Mm -hmm. like seeking some type of spiritual guidance from a femme, a healer, healer. which is so interesting because for Catholics, which Mm -hmm. so many Latinos come from a Catholic background. Right. And even if you're not from a Catholic background, if you're from some type of a Christian background, Mm -hmm. it's likely that the church leaders are going to be men. Exactly. Either exclusively or predominantly. Right. And so I come from a Catholic background also. And so all the church leaders are are men. Mm -hmm. The people who are allowed and ordained and allowed to actually like touch the sacrament and Mm -hmm. perform the ritual Mm -hmm. are men. So it's so interesting that he goes to to a woman Mm -hmm. for that additional, that outside, what he's not getting. And it's, it's interesting too to me that like where I live which is the Pico Union area mm-hmm. of LA, which is predominantly Central American right. and very, very, very strong like religious community. So on Pico Boulevard, you will see two churches on every block, three right. churches, right. and very active, and there's always a service going on, especially like on a Friday night, a Saturday mm. night. That's where the community is, at mm-hmm. church. But at the same time, you have two to three churches on every block, but you also have a botanica on every mm, block. I love it. At the same time. At the same time. Pico Boulevard is full of botanicas. You right. know, Alvarado is full of botanicas. Mm-hmm. But so that's where you have that mix of like the ultra religious. Right. But the Afro Indigenous yeah. is there. And that's so that's so beautiful and so um such a good example of like how resilient and how resilient our communities are. Because mm-hmm. even though Um, Catholicism or Christianity is so rooted in our culture that's really not something that you can escape if you're Latino, Latina, yes. Latinx. 
um, you can't really escape it. But at the same time, you can see the pockets of um, resistance, right? Like a botanica, which even the botanica itself is mixed with like religious items, exactly. And then also you can see things from the African dias- diaspora as yes, well. Yes, absolutely. There's there's a botanica in Pico Union, again, which is predominantly Central American, and it's called Botanica Yemaya. I love it. Right? Mm-hmm. And so Yemaya, you think of Yemaya in terms of, like, yeah, like, global, like, African diasporic, like, Santeria, mm-hmm. right? Or Candomblé, or, you right. know, and so, and she is really associated as this, like, feminine goddess energy that having to do with the ocean, with the ocean. and with water, mm-hmm. and her color is yellow. Mm-hmm. But you see Botanica Yamaya mm-hmm. in Pico Union, yeah. which I think is so interesting and so cool, yeah. you know, that she's embraced in that way. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like you're saying about the Catholic Church, like, it would, if I were to completely try to extract myself from Catholicism or the Catholic calendar, then I would be excluding myself from a lot of my own cultural activities. Exactly. Because they're so intertwined mm-hmm. that I must sort of negotiate that relationship. Yeah, and that's an interesting one that we we do negotiate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I for, for that exact reason, I don't identify as Catholic, but a lot of my cultural practices... Uh, can can come back to this kind of calendar, like you said, right? And a lot of our um, our family get-togethers are also centered around this type of calendar. This yeah, revolve around revolve it. Revolve around it. And I mean, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, for a lot of um, different Latinos, we can talk about Dia de los Muertos. Yes, which is like kind of for me as a Chicana, I consider Dia de los Muertos to be that sort of like epitome of Catholicism meets the indigenous yes which is a lot of people talk about it in that way because that's how it's manifested Mm -hmm. you know it's it's like i don't i can't really imagine like like vatican city like the vatican like you know all the folks over there all those men really understanding right you know well what is this i i love the other los muertos because it's so it's such a prime example of what we remember and what remained Mm -hmm post-colonization, mm-hmm. you know, because hundreds and hundreds of years later, it's still being practiced, and it's it's a known tradition, you know? It's huge. And, and while the history of it, like, maybe it gets mixed, you know? I was talking, actually, um, with Noel from Shop Me Vida. Um, we were actually having this conversation because she was face-painting at an event, and she was, like, hearing conversations of, you know, people that she was reading as Latino, maybe Mexican, maybe Chicano, um, and they, when they were telling their children about what Dia de los Muertos is, it, was, it wasn't right. It was incorrect, you know? Interesting. Um, so even though not everyone may know the actual history or know the, the actual origins. Like, historical origins, yes, um, it's something being practiced um, and it's something that a lot of people can partake in. And no, it is not Halloween. It's it is not, not Halloween. It is not like Mexican Halloween or no. whatever brown brown halloween yeah no that is and and not only mexicans right not only mexicans celebrated dia de los muertos i i think probably every latin american country might have their own take right their own version yeah i will say that when i was in peru two years ago i went to a um a cemetery on dia de los muertos and it was so beautiful wow what was it like tell us wow (laughs) (laughs) it was so beautiful it was um Definitely, it was in in Lima. It was in maybe like an like an hour, like outside of like the center of Lima, el centro. Um, and it was interesting because it's like 
a cemetery, but also, like, in a neighborhood at the same time. And it okay. was, like, very terraneous. Like, you had to, of course, like, it was very hilly. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were just tombstones everywhere. But then you look over and there's, like, houses, you know? Yeah. And really the only way to get in is, like, by, by foot or by, like, a mototaxi. Um, so that was really interesting to see, like, the way literally folks or communities are, like, living among you know, the remains of, like, a loved one, you know? Yeah. So that's really interesting. Um, and it was definitely a mix... It was, for me, it was, like, a mix of a lot of feelings, obviously. Like, in the the tradition of Dia de los Muertos, we're celebrating folks that we've loved, and, mm-hmm. you know, they may no longer be with us, but we're remembering them. So it's definitely a mix of feeling sad, right? Because you miss someone, and also feeling, like, con- not content, but feeling sweet and feeling, like, loving mm-hmm. because you remember them and you, mm-hmm. you were able to love them and they were able to love you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was definitely, like, a mix of a mix of emotions. Um, yeah, Dia de los Montes is great. It's great. Mm-hmm. And then I think of, like, just the fact that there are so many Latinos. And then, again, like, from, the ch- from like, a, you know, like, a Mexicana, Chicana perspective, like, we have this, like, tradition where, like, you know... W- going to the cemetery like once a week yeah. is very normal it's so normal for a lot of families i were when my, hanging out at the cemetery out the, i was about to say that hanging out on the grave yeah when i was young you know i never got to meet my maternal grandmother okay um so my grandfather and i were so close we were like he was basically my father growing up um so once a week he would take me to see my grandma, yeah. you know, and we would like have lunch there and we would talk and spend the day and we would spend the day there. You know, he would pick me up from school and we would go. And this was in at Rose Hills in Whittier. Okay. So on our way or on our way back, we would like stop because there's the, the fres where they have the fresas. Mm-hmm. So we, there's like a, a strawberry field, you know, so we, we would stop and we would buy like a canasta de fresas. Out by like yes, Lake Lake, like yes. that area. And then we would like go, awesome. go back home, you know, and that was like our weekly thing together. Um, so even that, like there's, I guess death is so intertwined with our culture at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. um, they're definitely the way death is perceived um, manifests differently in Latin America than it does here in the U.S. I agree. And even just, like, aesthetically, like, a, a, a cemetery in Latin America is, like, a sight. Like, it is a sight. so beautiful. Yeah. Like, I've been to... Uh, I was in Mexico City once when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And the cemeteries over there are so beautiful and ornate and colorful. I was in Guatemala in... When was it? It was recently. Yeah, in like May of this year, mm-hmm. in 2016, and um, I was in Antigua, and we went to a cemetery there in out right outside of Antigua, mm-hmm. in like the mountains. And oh my god, that cemetery was so beautiful. Yeah, you know, and you can just see that like a Latin American cemetery. You know that there are always people there. There's always people. There's always fresh flowers. Yes. There's food. Yeah, and you don't see that here. It's no. Like, it's like a play, It's like a site to like mourn in a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think here, a lot of cemeteries are n- far away. They are. You have to travel to go visit mm-hmm. your loved ones. Where maybe, you know, in, in Latin America, the cemetery is in the middle of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Or it's close. So it's not a big deal to go visit. Right. You know, grandma, grandpa, whoever you're visiting mm-hmm. after church or whatever mm-hmm. it is. So yeah, I think our connection with death is very unique. Yeah. Yeah, I... Definitely. You know, my my mom and my, my madrina, they, like, are very open about death. Like, they always talk about, like, when when I die and, and this kind of stuff that maybe you don't want to hear your mom talk about. You yeah. know, no one wants to, to think about their mother not being here, right? Or their mm-hmm. loved one not being here. Um, but my family is 
very open about it. You know, about my, my mom is like, you know what? I have my funeral paid off. Like, right. I have a list of what I want. My mom has I'm doing it. Like, I'm doing it big, like, one last time, you uh-huh. know? And she's like, I have my list of songs and everything, and, and this is my explanation for each song. And that's also beautiful because it's like she took the t- she's like I recognize this is going to be impossible for you mm. so I'm like taking the time to plan this all out to make it easier for you so once again you know being a yeah, mama being all nurturing so right I know it's it's too much but it's sweet in that like morbid yes. like Latino way exactly yeah. it's such a morbid thing but it's such a Latino thing at the yeah, same time kind of macabre kind of dark absolutely but it is what it is my grandma walks around and she oh my god like she does things like Oh, I remember once she was putting on like some pozole, like she was cooking. And then she was like talking about, she was happy with it, happy the way it was coming out. Mm-hmm. And then she just, everyone's in a good mood and she casually goes, who knows, maybe this is the last pozole I'll ever oh make. I might die tomorrow. That is, and that is such a common thing to say, yeah, right? Like, who knows, I might be dead tomorrow. Yeah, my mom says that all the time, or my madrina, like they'll say things like that you know like oh maybe i won't be here next year (laughs) what (laughs) yeah you know my mom you know she loves to decorate like for holidays you know today we're recording at my house so you can see like the halloween decorations everywhere everywhere yeah Mm -hmm. so for like christmas and you know those kinds of holidays she'll be like "Hmm, like in case i'm gonna hear next year like this is where it is because i'm gonna want you to decorate like i do and i'm like um okay mom sure you know yeah and yeah it's a very morbid thing but death is you know it's we can't avoid it, right? Yeah, and it's we, inevitable. We, we celebrate, like, our loved ones. Mm-hmm. And so definitely, I think, like, because that whole attitude that we have towards death mm-hmm. is so different from a U.S. attitude. Absolutely. I have to believe that it's connected yeah. to the ancestors. Even if we don't you know? know in what way, like, there's, a, there's like, a feeling that you have around it, right? That oh, you yeah. can't really explain, or maybe you, you don't know why, mm-hmm. but you know that it's there. You know that it's there. And I definitely think, agree with you, that it's, um, like, an ancestral connection. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So I think maybe what we can do now is uh, get into our song break. Yes. You totally read my mind. I'm so <laughs> in sync. I've been realizing this lately. We are always in sync. about our favorite mujeres, our favorite brujas, online, doing it, talking about their womanism, their feminism, and the brujeria, and how it it works together. I think Princess Nokia is one of those people, who's one of my favorite online brujas, but I know, Diosa, that you have a lot of online brujas that you really love. I do. I shout out to all the online brujas. Y'all have been really um, teaching me and helping me in my process of learning and unlearning. So definitely, probably one of the first people that I followed um, in this realm of like brujas and feminists would be the Hood Witch. Mm-hmm. So at the Hood Witch on Instagram, she is so fabulous. She really like so she's an online shop. 
she's also a blog and she sells crystals and quartz and all these different like bruja things that we need you know in our bruja kits in our to have on our altar you know our must-haves our must-haves <laughs> maybe we'll make a list of like our must-haves yes. um yeah so she is I think now it's like a like a team of people you know but she's definitely like the the founder um the hood witch she said that her name like came from her grandmother like and being in like the barrio being in like the hood nice it's like the hood witch you nice. know so I love that. That's so dope. She's like so tatted and she has just like total femme aesthetic, femme bruja goals. Love it. You know, like she got the long nails. She always has like a fabulous set. She got the stiletto nails also. Good. Um, yeah, and she'll like, she'll, she posts about like, she'll talk about like the healing powers of this, a certain crystal and like the energy that it carries and maybe why you need it in your life. Mm-hmm. And so really breaking things down for you. Um, and then she also will talk about literature, you know, books that, that she has in her, in her library, right. Or that you can even find on her store and maybe why you need it, Mm -hmm. um, in your library. Mm -hmm. So I really like that. Um, it's, it's like, it's very aesthetically pleasing her, her Instagram. Um, but it's also very informative and there's a lot of knowledge being shared. Um, so I really like her. She's super dope. Um, she's really intersectional. She, I, I want to say she's also Afro-Latina. I, Maybe I'm making the assumption, um, but I feel like I saw something somewhere where she she posts about that. Her you know? identity. Her identity, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely one of my faves. She's great. She's really awesome. And there are so many, but I mean, like, uh, I don't even know who to talk about next. Right, I mean, so there's, many. for example, there's La Loba Loca. Yes. Who, who I, I first started following La Loba Loca on Tumblr. Nice. And and La Loba, like everything that 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 they put together, right, is all focused and centered on abuelita knowledge. Yes. And on in, indigenous knowledge mm-hmm. and healing. Yes. And so La Loba, I appreciate because like what they contribute, the range is so wide. So everything from like womb wellness to making your own moon pads, yes. you know, handmade to um, learning how to use different types of herbs and plants to make, you know, your oils and your tinctures and your teas and your vaginal steams, mm-hmm. you know. And, and La Loba really focuses on on feminine health right. and wellness. And wellness from like a bruja. From a bruja, bruja perspective. perspective. From an, a South American yes. indigenous mm-hmm. perspective. Yes. Which is so important, which is so valuable. And I love that La Loba really centers that idea of abuelita knowledge. Because again, the things that people tell us that that's just a superstition, mm-hmm. well, no, that's knowledge. Exactly. That is not being recognized as knowledge. It's Absolutely. being recognized as a superstition. Yeah. Right? And then similar to La Loba Loca, I really like, um, you know, Las Mujeres de Maíz. Mm-hmm. And Las Mujeres de Maíz are mostly, I think, centered here in L.A. Yes. And the first time that I got, you know, acquainted with them in their work was they would put together these um, full moon circles. Mm-hmm. And I went to one with my friend, um, Tonantzin, shout out. She's a local artist here in L.A. Uh-huh. We'll have her on the show one day. So me and Tona, um, Tona, we went to a full moon circle at the 
in East LA, there's this kind of plaza mm -hmm. where they have the big round, you know, image of Kuel Shaki, mm -hmm. the the goddess essentially who fell from the skies and right. shattered her body shattered into a million pieces. Right. So in East LA, there's this plaza where they have the big, I don't even know what you call it, but her image. Right. And so the Mujeres de Maiz organized this full moon circle. Um, and we sat around Goyal Shaki and it was very much just like sharing energy, sharing intention. So beautiful. So beautiful. Um, and I know that you have others, Diosa, that you really like. Oh online. my gosh. Yeah. This list is so long. It's long. And this isn't even all of them, right? No. Um, yeah. Mujeres de Maiz is so dope. And that moon circle sounds beautiful. It is beautiful. I, I think that they still, they still do, do them. them. I saw one that they had one, I think like a week, like the last full moon. So like a week ago, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've never been, but I would love to check that out. We should go. We should go. Locatora does the full moon circle. Yes, let's do it. I Next agree. Next one. Uh-huh. Let's do it. Let's do it. And I love, I just love that, like, you can connect any element of our world. Mm -hmm. You can find its feminine connections. Yes. It's not that it, the feminine connections don't exist. Exactly. They're just not looking for them. Mm -hmm. Thus, like, being intentional and spending time underneath the full moon. That's so beautiful. You know? Yeah, I have my own full moon rituals that I do. Um, on my own, but to be in community, like mm -hmm. I would love to do that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, so going on to the next person we have on our, that we want to highlight, um, Las Ofrendas. She is a different type of femme bruja because she creates art. So she creates um, jewelry. Yeah. So they're all from natural stones. I'm actually wearing one right now. It's my rose quartz ring that Beautiful. I love. And um, she shared something the other day on on her Instagram that really resonated with me and what I'm going through at the moment in my life. So I'm just going to read it. It's a it's just a, a text image, a quote. I used to I used to think witches cast spells over people. Now I understand that true witches work only to gain power over themselves. They work to accomplish self mastery, to achieve healing, wisdom, compassion, and freedom, and to liberate themselves from the constraints that the world or their upbringing have trapped them in. Magic is part of this process of self-awareness and liberation. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. That really resonated with me and the, the, bruja, the brujería that I'm trying to do, right? Yes. It's not, there's such a negative association with brujería and being a bruja. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's magic making and it's healing and it's personal. It's you personal. Know? And it's claiming and exercising your own power. Yes. Even if that power is not considered legitimate right. or recognized by the powers that be, yeah. I still have it. And yeah. I must still exercise exactly. it. Exactly. Right? So just looking at her Instagram right now, um, her bio is, is so adorable. It's God, goddess things for God, goddesses. Bruja, <laughs> Bruja made healing arts. Um, and she's really great. Um, she, I met her, or I heard of her actually through some other in the femme community that I'm in, mm -hmm. um, they wear her jewelry and then I stumbled upon her Instagram cause she was tagged in something. Yeah. Um, and she's super great. I told her what I, what I wanted. You know, I told her like, I, I want something rose quartz and I want something amethyst. So we talked about it and she was like, okay, I, this feels right. Like, this is what I'm going to make you. This feels like what you need. Oh my God. And yeah. And it was a conversation, you know, it's, she does have an Etsy shop so you can like do that kind of like click to buy. Um, or you can have a conversation with her because it is cause everything is custom made, made to order. It's mm -hmm. not like this isn't fucking forever 21, you yeah. know, like she's not going to have something readily available. So we talked about it and I told her what I wanted and, and it was beautiful, you know, and it was that kind of, we were having exchanging energy in that way, even though it was online. Right. You know, and then, yeah, it was an exchange, um, you know, supporting a, a femme artist, femme bruja. 
of color and her work is just so amazing so really I encourage y'all to check it out um, she has rings um, earrings yeah. bracelets a ton of things I think that's also something like that's so cool is so many of the people that we're talking about not only are they're feminists they're womanists they're mujeristas they're, they're brujas they're mm -hmm. curanderas but they're also entrepreneurs yes and I think that talking about like that quote that you just read about you know having mastery over yourself, right. harnessing your own power. I mean, power in this world also means, you know, economic power, Yeah, definitely. you know, harnessing your own ability to generate income mm -hmm. and serve and feed yourself and survive. Absolutely. I think it's so important because if, if we're talking about spirituality or brujeria, I think it's not just feeding our souls, but like our bodies right? and making sure that we're good. Mm -hmm. Um, and somebody else that I love that I'm going to talk about a lot on this podcast <laughs> is Bad Dominicana, mm -hmm. um, Zaira Kelly, right? Um, Bad Dominicana is an uh, Dominican, Afro-Indigenous artist, critical thinker, social critic. She's everything. She's everything. She's everything. Yeah, everything. She's awesome. And um, I have learned so much from her about myself, right. about um, racial hierarchies within Latin America, right. within um, femme communities. Right. Um, she has brought so many people together, whether intentionally or not, right. because she has created a space that was not there before, where she centers um, femme, Afro-Indigenous experiences and power and love and bodies and, and all those beautiful things. And something that is so interesting to me is the way that Bad Dominicana will talk about, you know, parts of life that one might not automatically associate with with spirituality or with indigenous practices like i remember she had this series of tweets and she you know she is a prolific tweeter she is she, there's a lot she she has so much content so much knowledge there and i could go on and on but i remember since we're talking about brujeria and you know uh, spirituality indigenous afro-indigenous spirituality i remember that there was a series of tweets that she did where she mm -hmm. talked about how our idea of like parties, the way that parties are set up today, actually have very Afro-Indigenous roots. Because if you think about what do we do in in the U.S. today to have a good time to have a party? Well, usually dim lighting, dark lighting, loud music with really loud bass underneath, mm. dancing together in groups, and drinking or smoking weed or taking mind-altering substances, right? And so she was basically breaking that down and saying, well, if you really look like back in the day, back in the day, I don't think you necessarily had, you know, like the Spanish and the British were getting down like that. Right. But if you think about what we know about African and indigenous, like, ways of celebrating mm -hmm. drums, heavy bass, right? you know, whether you're, you're sharing your, your pipe, or whatever your peyote or whatever it is that whatever substance that you're taking to induce your visions or mm -hmm. you're this or you're that and then a lot of us dance in circles like as a, I'm a danzante right. and so when we talk about Mexica or Aztec dancing mm -hmm. all of that is done in a circle with sage burning mm -hmm. and with heavy heavy drums the whole time and so I thought that that was so interesting because she's looking at these things that we do every day that we don't even recognize that we're participating in something that is ancestral. Right. So after I read those tweets, I was like, well, I'm going to go party all the time then because this is ancestral. 
Yes, but you know, reclaiming that, reclaiming it. So I love about Dominicana. So we'll, I'll talk about her more in the future because there's just so much there. And then another person that I really love is Indie Mama. Yes. And you know of Indie Mama. She's and fabulous. Her work. I would love to go to a womb wellness workshop. Yes. That yes. maybe that I'm going to put that into the universe. The also, universe. you know what? Indie Mama, we want you on Locatora Radio. Yes, we do. If you if you're listening, if you hear us, come find us. <laughs> come find us. Oh, we'll come find you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, a womb wellness workshop would be amazing. That yeah, would, yeah. That and that's what Indie Mama does. She does a lot of focus on womb wellness and even like exercises to m- make sure your pelvic floor is strong. Yes. You know, and womb massages mm-hmm. and and home births and all that great stuff because. As women and as women of color, we know historically there's a lot of violence towards us and our wombs. Yes. Specifically. Yeah, I was thinking about this actually um, a few weeks ago because I, this actually is in reference to another bruja that I follow on Instagram, but she shared that she um, uses a yoni egg. So that is like a, a crystal that you, and you can you know, select whichever crystal is right for you, right? Um, and depending on the energy that you need and you're searching, searching for in the healing. Um, so she uses a yoni egg. And then I started thinking about, like, the violence that I've experienced mm-hmm. and how my body remembers, like, violence, you know, mm-hmm. that has been inflicted upon me, especially, like, in my womanhood, right? Um, and, you know, what kind of healing needs to be done in that way? Yeah. So that's what I really like about Indie Mama and other, and other brujas that are, are talking about womb wellness. You know, so much yeah. of that energy is taken from us, and, and we think that maybe we're, like, we're recharging, we're, we're putting ourselves back together, but mm-hmm. our body still remembers that trauma is still has been absorbed. Right. Yeah. And I think of focusing for women of color, for indigenous women to focus on our wombs is so powerful because I think about this documentary that just came out recently about the, the, the women, the mujeres here in LA who were forcibly sterilized or sterilized without their knowledge. Mm -hmm. And then I think of African-American women, black women, who also went through forced sterilization, right? right? Or not being told they were being sterilized. And that violence towards shutting down the womb of the woman of color or, you know, depleting our body of resources that we need or, you know, forcing us to have children that we don't want to have, yeah, right? There's all this historical violence towards the indigenous woman, the black woman's womb. So for us in 2016 to intentionally take care of our wombs ourselves, yes. I think is so incredible. That's so beautiful. That's mm-hmm. so powerful. There's so much like brujeria magic making in that, yes. you know, conjuring all that type of good light for your womb for your womb for mm-hmm. yourself for yourself for yourself for your being yeah. so that we can go on and on and i think what we'll do is maybe we'll list our favorite online brujas we'll list them on our instagram yes on a post so that you guys can go check out all these amazing mujeres that we've just been talking about get your life get your womanism get your brujeria mm-hmm. all in one spot and, and I think that's what we'll do. And what we wanted to, to basically uh, let you guys know is that uh, our next episode of... Capitulo 3. Yes, our, our third capitulo for Locatora Radio, we're going to be introducing you guys to the Mommy Collective. Yes. And the Mommy Collective is a group that we're a part of, Diosa and I, and it's a group of mujeres here in L.A., but also in Florida, um, in, Nashville. in Nashville. We're all over the place that we're artists and writers and activists, activists feminists, poets. So we're going to introduce you guys to all those ladies um, 
during our third capítulo. And then we wanted to invite you guys to share with us your stories about brujería. Yes. How have you reclaimed that term for you? What are some of the spiritual practices that you engage in? And maybe if there's been any pushback, you yeah. know, any folks telling you that you shouldn't be doing that, but you do it anyway because you're a bruja. Because you're a bruja and you do what you want. Exactly. So, you know, uh, go over to our Instagram, to our Instagram page, and we'll put up a post related to this um, capítulo, related to the online brujería. So go ahead and comment, tag us, hashtag Locatora Radio, um, and let us know. And if you are an online bruja that we didn't shout you out yet because there's so many, please introduce yourself to us or tell us who your favorite online bruja is. Yes, we have a list of um, brujerías, uh, brujas that we really like, like uh, Malacer, and we couldn't get to everybody. Yeah. So we know that there are so many more out there. So shout out to all of you and making our online spaces safe, mm-hmm. putting that sage on our timeline, you Thank know? You. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yes. you. Yes. So. <laughs> so. Okay, so. So. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Thank we'll you, you for listening. Time. Thank um, you for listening. This has been Locatora Radio. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi, everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, Let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves so we could go surfing. Ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.